I mean, how many how many people are there that are police officers or detectives that are still working and <laughs> into personal development and yeah. and like motivational speaking and inspirational speaking and I like love all, all of those things. <laughs> I love it so much. Good for you. I can't wait to hear your story and how you got into it and everything. But thank you. So part of my story is that I'm still working full time as a detective. I actually enjoy saying, yes, I'm still an active duty detective, but I I would like to say I retired uh, January 2023. That's what I would like my story to be. January 2023. Yeah, this January coming up, it will be 25 years for me. Okay. Wow. That's amazing. Good job. And thank you for all the, everything that you've done. Like, thank you. Have you ever experienced something so crippling in your life that has made you feel broken? I have. Are you someone who has a giving heart, but is struggling to feel good themselves? Are you consistently putting your needs aside to take care of everyone else? If so, you're not alone. Giving starts with giving to yourself so that you are able to give of yourself to other people. Isn't it time you took back control and discovered what makes you tick? Join me in my journey and find out how you can feel better about yourself, live your best life, and share that with others. Thinking of yourself, it doesn't make you selfish. It makes you brave. I'm Nelia, and this is the Giving Starts With You podcast. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Giving Starts With You podcast. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode with another wonderful, wonderful guest. Today, we have Super Dave. Super Dave is 46 years old. Um, He's been a detective for the last six years. He has over 17 years as an active street cop. And he was raised in Eastern Long Island. He came into the police department with a single intent to support his young family. But in order to do that, he had to work a lot of overtime. Um, Family life sometimes suffered because of that. I am so excited to say he is on a mission to help frontline heroes create a six-figure income through starting an online business. Whether they just want a side income or already or are getting ready to retire, it's important to have a fallback plan that's more than just overtime. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce you to Super Dave. So let's, uh, let's yeah. switch. It's so hard for me to go from uh, host to yeah. guest. Mode. Me too. Yeah. It's so hard. Like I like having conversations with people yeah. and I like just like, you know, getting to know about you. Yes. How many, how many sons you have? This would be my last question. One, just one son. I have three sons awesome. and my youngest is 21. The oldest one has moved out. So I still have the two younger ones with me. Cool. And um, I, I think I mentioned this January coming up will be 25 years on the job. I uh, spent 17 years as a street cop. I was an active street cop. I like to tell people I was active out there because like, I wasn't the guy that would just sit back and wait for the 911 calls to go Uh, in between the calls. I'd be pulling people over and like, and, and, you know, like I'd be looking for drugs and looking for guns and stuff. (laughs) And I like, I liked 
I liked when they took off and then they hopped out of the car and went running because I like it gave me that adrenaline boost. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I that's would... why you became like a part of it, right? Is you want to go after the chase, kind of. So the the big here's the funny thing about it was um, like I call police officers and firemen uh, and EMTs and nurses. I call them heroes. But I don't consider myself a hero. Yeah. And I didn't take the job for that reason. I took it only to support my family. Like I, I, had, a, uh, I had a young family. I was a young, young man at 22 years old when I joined the New York City Police Department. But I only had like a month left to graduate that department. And then I was uh, called for my next job, which was a better department. <laughs> so I left that. I left that job. God bless anybody who still has to work in that in that city. And um, I got a much better, uh, higher paying job and a much um more safe job, less, less busy. Yeah. And so it was more pay, less busy and closer to home. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, yeah. So it finally, they finally promoted me to detective and, uh, I always wanted to go to narcotics because narcotics yeah. is like being uncovered undercover is like being sexy. You know, it's like, you could have the big beard, you could wear the baseball caps and, and, and yeah. boots, and you could just be comfortable. Right. Mm -hmm. But they're like, uh, no, Dave, you're going to uh, special victims. Like, I know you wanted to go to narcotics, but you're going to special <laughs> victims. And, uh, you know, it was a phone call when I got the promotion. I was like, all right, inspector. Uh, thank you, sir. You know, like I had to try to sound happy. And it's like, thank you for the promotion. So I hang up the phone. And I was like, oh, yeah. God, special victims. So then actually, once I got there, I loved it. Mm. And um but you can only spend so long dealing with uh, sex abuse of children and physical abuse of children for so long. Awesome. So I left there and I went to the general squad and uh, the general squad, it just didn't have the same pull. And like, I didn't feel the same sense of purpose that I, that I did. Like, I like, I was dealing with these very serious crimes, but I was also going through a very difficult time in my life personally. So, uh, I had to step back from that, you know, and, um, but then I would, I would like, I would get calls for like stolen copper wire from a house or from like Home Depot or something. And it okay. just didn't have the same, like, I had a hard time. I had a hard time caring about the copper wire, you know, like the, the children, the children I cared about. <laughs> your, oh, your copper wire has been stolen. Your tools yeah. have been stolen. I'm so sorry, sir. You know, <laughs> I'm so sorry to hear that. Oh, okay. Is there any video for that? All right. I'll come and get the video. And then I get Did the anybody video. anybody get hurt tripping over the one? Like just. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like I, I love to use the copper wire example because we get a lot of that where people are just stealing from Home Depot or just stealing from abandoned houses. We, we get a, a lot of that. And um, so, so from my desk, I would sit there uh, pounding my head and taking the pencils out of the uh, pencil holder and just like continually stabbing them in my eye, <laughs> waiting for the phone to ring. Because oh. uh, it's not to say that there weren't some exciting cases because there were some exciting cases in the general squad but for the most part it's the same things over and over and over and over and over and over again and uh you have to you have to type up your reports and you have a lot of them like a stack this big so when i get into work 
like I get in and my mindset is, okay, let me just try to do five. And then you pull five case folders onto your desk and the phone rings. And then you have to sound like you're not annoyed. <laughs> I pick up the phone and I'm like, I'm trying to write my reports. Why are you calling me right now? <laughs> Why are you calling me? Oh, uh, it's the front desk. We have a missing person. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. So, uh, <laughs> so, so you, you call, you call the complainant on the missing person and they're like, yeah, my 15 year old daughter, she ran away and she's, uh, with her boyfriend, uh, somewhere in the city. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do my best to try and find your 15 year old daughter who's run away, ma'am. <laughs> and then I hang up the phone and then I have to take these five reports that are on my desk that I thought I would try and type up tonight. And I'm like, all right, well, I guess tonight's not going to be a slow night. So I put those five reports back and then I try and work on the uh, missing person or whatever case, whatever else comes in. <laughs> so I get up from my desk and I think to myself, I'm going to walk the halls and um, I'm going to think about and contemplate my life. And at one point during this, uh, I think it was winter time. I was yawning an hour into my shift and it was just, you know, like, so I'm my story, I get it. <laughs> my story, my story is really built out of uh, boredom. And I know that a lot of people deal with burnout but I never, uh, I didn't know that boredom was a sign of burnout. You know, like I didn't, I didn't know it until I looked it up, but, um, I was walking the hallway and sometimes like, I'm really into superheroes. So, <laughs> so sometimes like I'd walk the halls with my hands out like this, like I was flying through the hallway <laughs> and then I go to the uh, bathroom and I'll sit on the stall until the lights go out. And then I'm just like thinking about myself, like, there has to be more to life than than showing up to work doing these reports and like I started feeling like I wasn't making a difference anymore and occasionally I have a, a really good case where I do feel like I made a difference in someone's life um like whenever I get they call me the sexpert <laughs> which is kind of funny <laughs> because I came from special victims so like I get these rape cases and I'm the compassionate one um. so like so like when like I really I really pride myself on being the best one to talk to uh, women, like adult women victims, because I tell them like, I, I've heard everything that you can imagine. And like, they know that like, I'm on their side, you know, as a victim's advocate. So uh, my girlfriend, she tells me, she's like, you know, you're there for a reason and uh, everything happens for a reason. So I really do believe that. I believe that we're co-creators of our destiny. I believe that um, there's a path that we can choose to walk, but we can also choose a different path as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, like, I strongly, strongly believe in my spirit and in my soul that we're co-creators of our destiny. Um Sometimes we know when we're on purpose and when we're not on purpose, you know, Absolutely. and, and sometimes you can feel it in your spirit. And the biggest thing that I would like your audience to know is that we are the authors of our story. There's a lot of circumstances that happen outside of our control, but how we respond and how we react to it is everything. I was watching this Disney special. It's called Origins. And the third one is called the power of money. And uh, towards the end of it, 
So the very first origin story is about fire and how fire changed civilization. And then the second one is about uh, medicine and how medicine has extended human life. And then the third one is the power of money. And it goes all the way back to when ancient tribes traded uh, like spears for meat mm. and, and for other things. And they decided to cooperate instead of stab and kill each other because <laughs> cooperation, which uh, believe it or not today, collaboration, I say it at the beginning of my podcast, collaboration is better than competition. Oh, so, yeah. so like if, if we find a way to collaborate, it's much, much stronger and better for the both of us than it is for me to try and compete against your show and try to like outdo your show but if i find a way to collaborate with you like hey who was your very best guest that i need to have on my show and i'll tell you someone that i think would really fit for your show like that benefits Everybody everyone wins. Yeah. everyone wins so uh in the third episode of origins um the power of money he says today our currency is our very identities themselves he said and, and I, I wrote it down. I actually, I didn't write, I, I recorded it and I'm going to write it down because it was so powerful. Like I am all about three things, story, offer, and systems. So I call that my SOS system, story, offer, okay. systems. So if someone out there needs help with either their story or what they can offer, and I specifically try to work with uh, first responders, you know, the people that I call frontline heroes, mm -hmm. but I'll, I'll work with anyone that needs help on their story. I've been studying the heroes, the hero with a thousand faces, the hero's journey by Joseph Campbell. Um, it's so powerful, the, the concept behind it. And, and uh, if you learn how to tell your story well, and you can you know, make people laugh, but you can make people feel something. They instantly connect with you, mm -hmm. you know? Um, Absolutely. I know, I know that my story is that I joined the police department to support my family. And in doing that, I found a much bigger family, you know, amongst all of the first responders, you know? So, and I know that part of my story is to help them transition out of that life because there's a lot of people they reach the end of the road and they know it's the end they're kind of burnt out they're like 15 or 20 years in or even 25 years in and they know they're at the end of the road and it's like ah, I just don't know what I'm going to do next so they stay doing something that they don't necessarily love because they don't know what they can do next but mm -hmm. the whole thing my whole message is within your uh, 20, 25, 30 years of experience as a first responder or as a nurse, there's, there's a story inside of there and there's an experience that you have had that you can help other people with. And the, uh, the acronym for HOPE that I love, and you, you may have heard this acronym, is HELP ONE PERSON EVERY DAY. Mm. And I tell everyone that that acronym. And with your story, you can help one person every day. And in helping people, they, oh, that's my dog. I should close the door. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. I was going to say, with, with, uh, with helping one person every day, all you need is some sort of an offer to help. And the easiest offer to help 
is something that relates to your career with what you've already have experience with mm-hmm. something within your backstory. So everyone has experience in their health, whether it's health challenges, everyone has experience in their relationships, whether it was uh, a flaming disaster or whether it was a success, there's yeah. experience, there's experience there that you can help someone else with, you know, everyone has pain in all of those areas. And, um, and, and their wealth, you know, like I try to focus on helping people to build business and create a side hustle. That's my focus because I've been at it for 15 years. And like, I know a few things about marketing now, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yes. I've, I've learned, I've learned probably a lot, a lot, you know, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, and I, I did network marketing as well. Like I'm a huge fan of network marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did that for a long time. I built, I built up a team. I was a leader of a team and I used to stand in front of the room and, uh, give little talks and but I enjoyed all of that, all of that experience helps it you all, it, it all ties in, it, it all, it all ties in. So um, which is the same as what you're saying with your with your work experience and even the roles that you play in your life, whether you're a dad, that gives you skills. Like, yes, you know, it's everything together. Yes. And it's not just what am I going to do after the fact? It's what am I going to do that I'm not going to stick the pencil in my eye that I might actually enjoy? Yes. And yes. I'm going to actually not feel like work and that I want to go to and do it every day otherwise why do you want to work after work like it's got to mean more than just what you did before right yes I um I talked to a lot of officers um who like I asked them what they're going to do when they retire and many of them say either I don't know or a couple a few of them said I'm never working a day again in my life (laughs) but I think that's a recipe for death you know um to I I think there's studies that show that if you sit around a body in motion stays in motion, a body that's inactive stays inactive. And if you sit around just collecting your retirement, your pension, uh, you will die very quickly. <laughs> like within five to seven years, yeah. uh, you will not collect for very long. But if you want to collect your pension for a long, long time, then A, get your butt in the gym or, or, or start walking outside when the weather's nice, you know, be active. And B, find something that you can do that you can be passionate about and that like it brings joy to you every single day. And like, man, if you can't tell, I love talking. <laughs> no, it's so, like you're preaching the choir because that's what I live for too. You know, like, come on, you know, it's not just, yes, you need to be active and all those things, but do you know how many lonely people and how many sad people are going through their life very unhappy with because they don't haven't found what they want to do what makes them happy right and I would hate for all these great men and women who have put so much out there all these heroes that you're talking about giving so much you know of themselves not get anything back like that's why I called the podcast giving starts with you right because I don't want people to think that it's selfish to, to take care of yourself, right? So here you guys are, and you included, right, Super Dave? Here you guys are, and yeah, you're giving, you. and you're giving, and you're giving. And eventually, like you said, there's burnout, but there's boredom too, right? And all of these yeah, things. So yeah. I love, I love your mission. I love what you're, what you're about. It's great. Thank you so much. Thank you. So um, 
the biggest thing with your story is it begins with like your identity. Like, who do you want to be? So if you think about that, um, I, I use this, this analogy often that a, a home is built three times. First, it's built in the buyer's mind, then the architect builds it, and then the builder builds it. And your life can be the same, same way. You can decide that that's our ability that we have as humans. It's so amazing. We can decide, hey, I would like to make more money or I would like to uh, work remotely from my laptop. Okay, let me Google, how do I do that? You know, And then, and then you go down this rabbit hole and it's yeah, maze. With, with 10 million other people. <laughs> with 10 million other people who are also trying to do that. But uh, if you find someone that's doing it, like, and they can help you to, to walk that path, mm. it's like, I so strongly believe in coaches. That's why I want to create more coaches. My big mission is to empower 1 million frontline heroes through 10,000 coaches by 2031. I have it written down. Ooh, I like it. I like yeah. it. Come on, everybody. <laughs> yeah, let me show you. My, 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 and it, I have a sign, Super Dave. I love it. I love it. That's I awesome. call myself Super Dave because I interviewed someone, uh, a firefighter, a woman, her name is uh, Jenna, and she, on her uh, Instagram, it's a Super Jenna. And then I asked her, I'm like, why do you call yourself Super Jenna? And she said, because it's fun. And I'm like, boom, that's the key. That's the key right there. I'm like, I'm going to call myself Super Dave for now. And, and not to mention that I wish I could flip the camera around, but I'm huge into uh, comics and Stan Lee and like Mar Marvel Comics and DC and like, when they started coming out with the Spider-Mans and the Supermans, like all of those movies, when my kids were little, we would not miss a single one. And, uh, you know, it became expensive to go to the movie theaters all the time. <laughs> so we would, uh, we would get everything on DVD and, and, and Netflix and Redbox when they had, yeah. when they had Redbox is starting to die out, but, <laughs> but when they had, um, you know, Netflix came out with the, uh, mail, the mail at first at first they were mailing them to you and uh we used to get all all the comic movies you know oh because uh superheroes in my house too it's crazy it's yeah crazy. but even before marvel like i always liked hercules like i'm sorry i'm old school like wonder hercules. woman and, wonder woman and hercules <laughs> i grew up on the old adam hercules. west batman Mm. yeah i grew up on that batman the boom pow kapow <laughs> yeah i grew up on that and i grew up on uh uh the kung fu flicks yeah um, yeah. yeah when they would have um like the drunken master of, of shaolin temple you know <laughs> and it was the it was a really bad dubbing it was like wow, wow, wow. yeah awesome. <laughs> you think yeah. you think that you can fight me <laughs> yeah i think we you are we got to be around the same age yeah yeah, yeah it's hilarious but I don't know. I think, I think what you're doing is incredible, honestly, because it's not just, okay, what are we going to do? It's what are we going to do that we're going to be happy in, that we're going to want to do, continue, right? Because yes. when you can help people, it's like me and you, we're doing sort of a similar thing, but different. We're helping people help other people because yes. we can only help so many people ourselves. So we're sort of teaching and guiding people to make more impact than just you and I could do, right? Have you so, heard of 
I'm sorry. Continue. No, it's Finish. okay. No, that's fine. Have you heard of Hero on a Mission by Donald Miller? I have not. So if you have a pen, write that I one do. down. Come on. Do you... I have a pen? <laughs> well, I know you could also watch it in, uh, you could watch it, you could rewind it and watch it, you know. It's okay. Um, yes. Hero on a Mission. By Donald Miller. Okay. It is really, really good. He talks about uh, villains and victims the difference between a villain and a victim the victim has never healed from the trauma whereas the hero has and the villain turns the trauma outward to other people mm. and then the uh hero turns into eventually the guide but um but you i think know what i love sorry to interrupt you but you know what i love is when i see all of those three people in a transformation in one human being yes that those are the best stories yeah those are the best stories. Someone who starts out as maybe a villain, yeah, and then they show that they show their backstory, like why they're are the, <laughs> yeah. It's a really really good book. So I listened to it on audiobook first, and then I bought it through Amazon and got a hardcover so that I could go back through it again and like highlight some of my favorite things through it. Nice. Um, I was trying to think. There's a Disney movie, uh, The Witch she's uh angeline jolie which one is she oh i know what you're talking about but i can't so i think that's a perfect example of how part of that movie she might be the villain in the beginning or or she turns villain but at some point you see like uh even in like um with frozen yeah when, when the she becomes the villain temporarily mm -hmm. you know yeah uh but these things happen in real life all the time. And we just don't, you know, the bully and the bully, the per person who's being bullied quite often, they're from the same cloth. Like there's the same person. It's just yep. in a different stage, you know? Yep. Yep. Incredible. So does this mean you're not sticking your, your pencil in your eye anymore? Like wanting to just. No, <laughs> no. So. <laughs> So now when I daydream, so I used to, I used to dread, like I, I was counting the name of my talk is, can I even do 10 more years? <laughs> I love it. So, so I, I used to count my mortgage and think about like the fact that I had about uh, eight more years left. And I was like, can I even do 10 mm -hmm. more, eight, eight more years, you know? And uh, now I'm actually excited for the next 10 years because like the things that like, my what I envision for my future it's so exciting that it like it really pulls me it pulls me throughout my tour and it pulls me throughout my day and like when I'm not working on my work at work then I'm thinking about my work at home and my yes. work you know I'm thinking about what I'm doing outside of work like you said you when you're not working you're still working <laughs> but it's yeah. so different when you're working for yourself because it doesn't feel like a chore as much like there's certain things that I know I have to get done and they're on my to-do list but it just it's not as it's not as taxing as as it used to be before yeah. before I had it before I had a purpose and you can always give those things that you don't like to somebody else right I mean mm -hmm. if you really had to but yeah gone are the days like looking out the window at, at your job going oh my god i could be doing so many things you know <laughs> you know and you just wanna i don't know it's it's like 
you know, I'm hearing the passion that you have when you're talking and I'm like, oh my God, I know how that feels because all I can think about is like when I go and do a passion project or, or something and I'm like, oh my God, how can I help these people? Okay, this, you know, and I just want everybody to feel like I feel. And how do you put that into words? Like sometimes it's hard, like you're doing a phenomenal job explaining to us and taking us through your story because we can see, you know, the before and after. So it's great that you're teaching how to do stories, but a storytelling, because uh, you're good at it. But you. You, you know what I mean? It's just, I mean, who doesn't want to shout from the rooftops? when they figured something out that you know you just know before and after and the the difference in your life of course you're going to want to share that with people so I love that you're doing exactly what makes you happy like like you said if you're working for yourself and you're not enjoying it it's just work like why are you doing it why are you doing it (laughs) Uh, a quote a quote that I love uh, Trent Shelton he said a lot of people put a period when there should be a comma Mm. and uh you know there's always another chapter and if if you feel like the book has closed on your life that's when you start to go into a dark place but if you feel like hey this this book has ended then maybe it's time for part two of the book you know mm-hmm. or or if, if one chapter has ended like you know like i've gone through um pretty traumatic uh divorce because i didn't want to get divorced <laughs> so so a, a, a co-worker recently asked because i mentioned that i had a girlfriend and he's like weren't you married and i was like yeah i was married and he's like weren't you happily married i was like yeah i was happily married <laughs> hey, you don't but, hear that very often <laughs> but, but my other half she wasn't happily married <laughs> so you know but i've healed i've healed from that because i went and i i talked to a professional and um Good. you know like when I was in pain, I sought out people and so many people need to know this, especially men, like, cause men tend to hide it even more than, than women. So, you know, especially, uh, men in a macho profession. So, yes. So if, if you're going through pain, right. So Les Brown has a quote. It says, if you're going through hell, don't stop to look around. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. If you're going through hell, don't stop to look around. So if you're going through pel, uh, pain, pel, <laughs> you're going through pain, right? You're, you're in a great pain. Don't dwell in it. Seek out help as quickly as possible. It doesn't mean that you're going to get through it, but maybe you'll get through it a little faster. Maybe you won't be in the pit as long as you would have been if wow. you would have, uh, you know, sought out some help quicker. So, so like, the weekend that she left, I called up my uh, delegates and reps. I was like, hey, I'm not suicidal, but I definitely could use somebody to talk to because I'm going through a lot. Oh, and by the way, I was in special victims at that time. <laughs> oh, so, no. you know, I had to go, I had to go to work and I had to be a professional and I had to keep a, you know, um, but I was going through a lot of pain internally. So I called them up. Uh, the uh the rep and i was like i need to talk to someone so they sent for reaching out first of all thank you thank you so they sent over a couple of guys and then uh it was during the summertime so we walked around the block and we walked and talked and uh they hooked me up with uh they they gave me a referral but they're they're like crisis they like come out and check on you and make sure that you're okay and i told them right away i'm like listen i'm not i'm not suicidal i just i need somebody to talk to and so they actually came within the hour 
which is yeah. incredible, you know. Yeah. Um, more heroes. So I, more, more heroes. Yeah, those guys, they showed up for me. And um, I don't even remember their names. I knew, I worked with one of them, so I see him all the time. But <laughs> um, peer support is so incredibly important. And if you are a solopreneur and you're working from your home and you start to feel stressed out, you need to uh, think about what Facebook group you can link up with and who you can talk to and say, listen, I'm really struggling with, uh, and nothing, nothing is minimal, you know, like nothing, nothing should be minimized because like what one person finds really frustrating and annoying, someone else finds kind of easy to, to, to work through. So, you know, like I've, my point is, there are always people you can lean on. And uh, if you're in pain, don't dwell in it. If you're going in, into a pit in your life, don't stay in that pit. If you're going through hell, don't stay in hell and look around and like set up, <laughs> set up a chair, you know, because you, you will get burnt. And you know what? I can say I've been there. I know exactly what you're talking about. I know you probably don't know very much about me yet, but um yeah, so when my dad died, I got stuck for 12 years in that. Oh my God. Suppress. How long did it take you? How long did it take you to reach out for help? A long time. Uh, probably half of that time. Hmm. Half of that time. And that's what my book's about, my story and how I got out of that. And how giving to other people is the number one thing that saved my life helping helping other people because you took the focus off of yourself yes and you and you put it it outward yes and I got so much more than I ever thought and I was like hey you know yeah I started I started to hate myself during that time I became anxious depressed I even I had some signs of PTSD all these things were happening to me and then yeah I figured no one's coming to save you you got to do this, you know, you got to reach out. And I mean, you need a community of people around you, but it has to start with you saying, Hey, I need help. That's where it starts. Yeah. It has to, it has to. And again, and that's why, that's why I tell people about, uh, you know, like I was so choked up and so like, so I was in so much incredible pain because she was my high school sweetheart and we were together for 25 plus years. So, so, I was in such incredible pain that I um, knew that I needed help immediately. And I knew that I needed to reach out. Like I just had the wherewithal to know that. And I share my story. I share that part of my story so that and any, anyone else listening, um, you know, like I've always, my mother raised me to believe that this too shall pass. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, I've, I've always believed that, but it's hard when you're in the moment, you know, like it's, it's really, really hard when you're in the moment. So the, the, the very, very best thing that you can do is reach out and ask for help because there's so many professionals that have seen so many people with your exact problem. Like they know what to say to help you and and what not to say. Like the guy who I went to see was just a really great listener. And, uh, he talked a lot and, and, it's so funny when I was in his sessions with him, I'd be like, aren't you supposed to be letting me talk? <laughs> Cause he would talk so much. He would just like, tell me stories, but believe it or not. He took the, the focus off of the he problem. He took the focus off of the problem and he talked so much. And he, he told me great 
funny stories and mm. he just made me feel better like the first session I could barely speak I had such a lump in my throat and I was trying to like hold back the tears and not cry in front of him I'm yeah. sorry you went through that hey, it's okay I'm healed from it now like yeah. um I I tell now is not the time because I we both have to run in three minutes <laughs> <laughs> but I tell people this the uh first traumatic it, experience that I had was my brother was killed. He was stabbed in the stomach. And when he was 17 years old at a party, uh, got into a fight over a girl and I was 21. We were four years apart. And this is my baby brother. And uh, that was extremely, extremely traumatic to the point where I think that it caused early onset Alzheimer's for my mother. Um, because she was in her 40s. She went into a depression for about a decade, at least 10 years. And then she had, she had like early onset dementia, like in her 60s, you know, I don't remember exactly what what year it was, but she dealt with that disease for about 10 years. But I can talk about the murder of my brother now, because I'm healed. You know, I've been healed from it for a long, long time. It was, uh, it was a couple couple decades ago now <laughs> yeah but but you, thank you for saying that because you you know especially men you're saying in in macho jobs and you know everybody too it just depends men and women but yeah you need to reach out because you know in my trailer for the podcast I'm like look we all have something that's broken us you know yeah it could be like you said to me your story might be and you know up here and then my pain down here but it's not it's not you cannot the same way you can't measure pain you can't measure like happiness you just can't measure certain things there right. you just can't you know and it's it's like when you're in those moments and your emotion takes over if you don't ask like you're not thinking clearly right like i know in my case it was it was almost like okay i just can't breathe like what you're saying I just can't breathe. And for six months, I felt like I couldn't breathe and that somebody was coming behind me and choking me. And constantly I'd be like, who's behind me, you know, and it was just this tense. And you're just like, okay, I just need to take one breath, you know, and who out there can like, somebody's got to notice because, you know, somebody helped me. And if you're not open to that, then you're going to be stuck like I was. And it's not fun because then you have the still the problem to deal with and all these extra things right yeah yep you can't so I'm, I'm proud of you for reaching out and you know it's so important so great thank you thank you thank you hey i just want to tell you really really quickly i'm so grateful that you had me onto your show um if people want to link up with me they can find me at my website davidleith.com or um link up with me on instagram or facebook uh facebook i might be david dm like carpe dm yes uh, <laughs> Yeah, you were yeah. a little hard to find there, but I found you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Facebook is more like really for my friends. Instagram is more for like, I use it for like business. That's like my business page. That's Dave Leith One. That's my Instagram page. And Facebook is David DM. All all of your audience, they're all friends. So if they want to, if yeah, they want to so friend me. At, I was looking at your website and you got some cool stuff there. People can download and Thank you. it's awesome. Go and check out his, uh, his website. I'm going to put all 
of the details on here. I feel like we could, you know, record again another day. There's so much. Yeah, yeah. I got I got stories for days. <laughs> and if, if all of this fails, which it's not, it's gonna succeed. You know, you could always be a comedian, right? A Thank comedian you so much. A comedian with purpose, but not like just the funny guy, like a funny guy, but like genuine, you know, like good. It's like so incredible that you said that to me because one of my dreams is yeah. to someday stand up on stage and do like a a little story, but like a funny story. Like I think what makes uh, I can't remember her name. She's this redheaded comedian. Um, you might know who she is, but I think what makes Dave Chappelle so funny and and Kevin Hart is that they tell these stories, and uh, they don't tell them the same. Obviously, they're very different types of comedians, but they tell these stories and they they kill you with the punchline. You know. <laughs> but you're honestly, Dave. You're a natural at it. So you. you're looking for something on top, you know, to like keep that purpose with what you're doing, right? Don't spend your time doing something that you just don't love because we both noticed like it in our personal stories, life is just too short to like waste it, honestly. Oh, it's too short. It's too short. I'm hoping I get another 40, 40 years. I tell my kids I'm going to get another 80. <laughs> congrats on your upcoming retirement. Thank you so much, Nelly. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. And uh, for coming. It's a pleasure. We will definitely do a part two when, when you're ready. All right. Sounds great. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe or leave a review. See you next week on the Giving Starts With You podcast.